about that today. It's going to require all of you being all in for him. So I'll explain to you in a minute how God directed me to uh, Zechariah, but he's had me read and reread and reread the book of Zechariah. And this book starts, and it says, This is what the Lord Almighty says. Return to me, declares the Lord Almighty, and I will return to you. So that's the key. Return to him. We all have areas in our lives where we need to return to him. Lay things down at his feet. Draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. And that is the key. Humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Humble ourselves unto him. So I'm going to read kind of the first four scriptures that he gave me out of Zechariah, and then, and then we'll continue after that. So Zechariah 1, verses 14 through 17, and like I say, this is an extension of the vision. These are your new marching orders. Then the angel who was speaking to me said, proclaim this word. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I am very jealous for Jerusalem and Zion, and I am very angry with the nations that feel secure. I was only a little angry, but they went too far with the punishment. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I will return to Jerusalem with mercy, and there my house will be rebuilt. And the measuring line will be stretched out Over Jerusalem, declares the Lord Almighty. Proclaim further. This is what the Lord Almighty says. My towns will again overflow with prosperity, and the Lord will again comfort Zion and choose Jerusalem. Thank you, Jesus. Zechariah 2, 3 through 5. While the angel who was speaking to me was leaving, another angel came to meet him and said to him, Run, tell that young man, Jerusalem will be a city without walls. Hallelujah. A city without walls. Because of the great number of people and animals in it, and I myself will be a wall of fire around it, declares the Lord, and I will be its glory within. Hallelujah. Zechariah 2.8, for whoever touches you touches the apple of his eye. Zechariah 2.10 and 11, shout and be glad, O daughter of Zion, for I am coming and I will live among you, declares the Lord. Many nations will be joined with the Lord in that day and will become my people. I will live among you, and you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. Hallelujah. So I'm going to explain to you 
how the Lord gave me these scriptures for his vision for this church. So last summer or last fall, um, we did this Healing Without Walls series. And the Lord specifically spoke to me, and he said, you have to name it Healing Without Walls. You have to name it that. And I agreed with that because healing, his healing has no walls. But it's just very lovely how the Lord just weaves and weaves and weaves things together. So he has been speaking to me now for many months that we are a church without walls. Okay, he started it, he, he gave us the revelation, and he is saying today to you, that you are a church without walls. Specifically, listen, specifically because of our love, because of the love of God that is shed abroad in our hearts. Specifically, love is a special anointing that he has placed in this church. And So he told me then, he said, well, go find scripture. I want you to go find scripture about without walls. And just so you know, I'm not being arrogant or bold or, or, well, I'm being bold, but I'm not being arrogant. I had someone from California call me this last week for no apparent reason other than the Lord wanted to get a message to us, to you, to me, And this individual said to me, do you know that you have a special anointing? Do you know what your anointing is? I said, hmm, what what do you think? And and this particular person said, it's not what I think. It's what the Lord has, what the Lord thinks. Your anointing is the love of God. The anointing in your church is the love of God. So it's not just me saying that, okay? He was confirming so anyway, he said, go find this, this wording without walls. So I found it in Zechariah. So God told me to go to these specific scriptures. After I read Zechariah, God spoke to my heart and said that we are to receive these scriptures as his vision of this church. Okay? His desire is that this church be a church without walls. Coming together in unity, functioning as this then free-flowing river without borders. So a year ago, he actually spoke through me at some, I don't know if it was at one of the healing meetings or if it was here, but he said that we would be a river without borders. Isn't it interesting how the Lord will tell you something ahead of time and then he'll, he'll put it all together at a later time? But we have to believe it when he says it, right? So God, and, and, and again, this is not arrogance on our part because any church could take this as prophecy because it's written in the Word. What is the Word? It is a prophetic voice unto us. 
It is the testimony of Jesus. Do we believe that the testimony of Jesus is prophetic unto our individual and corporate lives? Yes. But he did specifically speak this to me about this church. So I'm not saying that we're the only church. I'm not excluding churches, okay? But we need to take his mission, his vision for this church very seriously. He has intended us to fulfill this vision, and we have a choice. And I'm saying that we must accept the vision, we must accept the mission, and we must see it to its fruition. He can give the vision, but we have to be the action. We have to come in agreement with him. He can prophesy all he wants over people, situations, but if we do not speak out the vision and speak out and act according to that prophetic word, we don't have anyone to blame but ourselves. Not God. So the question is, are you going to join the vision? Are you going to agree with the bigness, the magnitude of the vision? So the first important section here, verse 16. I will return to Jerusalem with mercy, and there my house will be rebuilt and the measuring line will be stretched out over Jerusalem, declares the Lord Almighty. So the Lord gave this to me as a type and shadow of our church. Okay? So when you hear the word Jerusalem, it's our church. All right? So, beloved, when I was preparing this, he said to me, he spoke in my heart, I'm not talking about audible words, spoke to my heart, and he said, you have rebuilt the temple. You have rebuilt the house. Okay? Now, that's not just me. That's you all doing private, drawing nigh unto God work in your lives. He has placed you here for a purpose, and you need to take that purpose seriously. He's actually very proud of you, I don't mean that in an arrogant way. But he has built a backbone in this church that it will be a support for those yet to come. So, he said we have rebuilt the church, we have rebuilt the house, we have completed the first part of the work, and he is moving us into a new phase. We have built this foundation, we have built this church on the foundation of God's love. That is immovable. That is the most important thing. That is the rock of our foundation, the love of Jesus. So he has built that, and we must continue. Now, now it's not time to say, oh, I've arrived. No, 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 no. That's, that is arrogance. It is time to continue on. It is con time to keep drawing more and more nigh unto the Father because he will reveal more and more of his glory unto you. So we've built the temple on the foundation of his love. 
a strong foundation of believers, spirit-filled believers standing on the rock. You are the strong backbone that he needs. He also said, because the Holy Spirit is welcome here. Holy Spirit is welcome here. Holy Spirit is welcome here. And we must remain yielded. We will be moving forward as an end-time love army, an end-time army of the love of God, his strike force, his strike force, his battalion of love and mercy. Okay? If you know anyone who needs the love and mercy of God, you better get him into this church. He is now, because of what you're hearing today, holding you responsible. He's holding you responsible. If you don't want to hear anymore, you better run out now. Because there's a whole lot more to come. (laughs) But I know you won't run out. I know you are going to rise and remain strong for the calling of God upon this church and upon your lives. So as we continue to humble ourselves, why have we been spending so much time on humbling? Well, this is why. Continue to humble ourselves before the Lord and remain yielded, and remain yielded, he will complete his plans and purposes through us. So then verse 17 says, proclaim further. We all have a proclamation that we need to to make. We decree and declare according to the word. Proclaim further. This is what the the Lord Almighty says. My towns will again overflow with prosperity and the Lord will again comfort Zion and choose Jerusalem. Okay? Now this might be a little early in the message, but I want to tell you, beloved, you have not come to Mount Sinai. You have not come to Mount Sinai. You have been invited. They didn't want to hear from the Lord. They wanted Moses to do it for them. I'm not going to do it for you. You have a mantle upon your individual lives. And you are called to fulfill it. You have not come to Mount Mount Sinai. You have come to Mount Zion. You have come to Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem. You have come to be invited into the very wise counsel of your Lord, and he will speak to you directly. And he will give you his vision from his glory. God never wanted to give them King Saul. They got King Saul because they asked. He wanted to speak to them directly. Now, does that mean you don't come to a church 
that you don't get pastored. No, because we are supposed to be united in the vision. We are supposed to put ourselves in places where we are stretched and discipled. And you can't do that when you decide to become an island. So anyway. (laughs) See, because, beloved... Okay, what is the glory? I am, I'm so way off now, but what is the glory? It is union with the Father. Jesus said that he came from the glory. What was that? Complete unity, complete union, total, total, being totally encompassed together with the Father. That's glory. You have been invited into the glory the New Jerusalem, Mount Zion. He will take you into the glory of his wisdom. And he expects what he shows you in the glory for you to be here and to prophesy that and to bring that into reality here. His kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Those are not just words. It is his intention for you. What he shows you in the glory, you are meant to manifest here. So anyway, the next part of this extension of the vision that he is ushering us into, should you accept the call, Zechariah 2, 3. While the angel who was speaking to me was leaving, uh, did I already read this? Okay, good. Another, (laughs) I got lost in the glory. (laughs) Another angel came to meet him and said to him, run till that young man, Jerusalem will be a city without walls because of the great number, I did read this. Uh, Yeah, I did, never mind. So the without wall, y'all weren't listening. It's okay, it's okay. So, first, you know, when he directed me, healing without walls, he said, first, this church, this city, it refers to this church, a united body of believers edifying one another. That's why you have to come together. You have to come together. You're not going to know the vision of this church. You're not going to know the vision that he's planted here unless you're here. To hear it. And, it's, and you need to edify others to, to run the race and, and, and maintain the vision. So we have to meet together to remain united, to receive the orders, to move together to be the river. Right? Without walls, what does that mean? What does without walls mean? It means every single race. It means all nationalities. It means all socioeconomic backgrounds. It means all types of sin. Coming to be healed. That's what it means. So get ready to embrace things that need to be healed. 
It means many different ways of thinking. It means all ranks of social status. It means people from all church backgrounds. Right? But what else does this mean? Without walls, it means open to the Holy Spirit, the voice of God, the presence of the Lord, yielded, moving forth in the fullness of the Holy Spirit manifestation. And I'm not talking about wildfire. I am talking yielded and listening to the Holy Spirit and welcoming the Holy Spirit. It means giving the Holy Spirit full reign in your personal lives and in a corporate situation, in our church, family. It means seeing the glory and bringing it to earth according to the instructions of Holy Spirit. That's what it means. A body of believers who truly welcomes Holy Spirit. Truly welcomes. And to do this, beloved, the first requirement is that we walk in the fear of the Lord. That we walk in the fear of the Lord the respect of the Lord. And I myself will be a wall of fire around it, declares the Lord, and I will be its glory within. God is very protective of the work he's doing here. He will be a fire around us. Hallelujah. He will be a fire around us. He will be protecting us as we move with the Holy Spirit. He is protecting us from the onslaughts of the enemy, from the attacks of the enemy. Just like he was a sword, remember after Adam and Eve had to leave the garden, and he was a sword protecting that, and I'm not going to go into the whys of all that, but he was a fire a sword of fire protecting it. He is telling us that he is going to be a wall of fire around us. Okay? A wall of fire. His mission here will be protected and it will go forth. His glory resides within us when we take the counsel, when we take his counsel, when we are yielded to him. And he will manifest his love. He will manifest his beauty. And we will move. I'm prophesying this over you because the word prophesies it over you. We will move in rivers, rivers of his love and mercy and forgiveness, signs and miracles and wonders, his fruitfulness, his goodness, as an outflow of his ministry, as an outflow of his presence moving through us as we remain yielded to him and him alone. This includes every ministry that goes out of this church. I am so I mean, it's not me. God is so pleased with the new senior ministry. See, this is what we're talking about. 
This is what we're talking about. Taking the glory to a world. You come here, you get filled up, and you take it out. See? There's going to be more of that coming. Zechariah 2.8, For whoever touches you touches the apple of my eye. And I didn't mean to single out just that ministry, by the way. I'm, that's just a new one. Okay? But we have youth. We have prayer. We have Tuesday night. We have Thursday morning. We have men's breakfast. We have ladies' lunch. These aren't games. These are places of infilling and places of demonstration and, and, and bringing the glory to people. You should be inviting everyone you know to the ladies' lunches because sometimes they won't come in here first. But they'll go to lunch. And you get to have an impact. Our lunches and our breakfasts should not be just limited to the people of this church. They're outreaches. Zechariah 2, 10 and 11. Shout and be glad, daughter of Zion, for I am coming and I will live among you, declares the Lord. Many nations will be joined with the Lord in that day and will become my people. I will live among you and you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. So our role, it says, is to shout and be glad. Shout and be glad. Get rid of the long, worried, (coughs) consternation-filled faces. Shout and be glad. Receive the blessing of the Lord as your mission. It's not just for you. The blessing of the Lord is for your mission. It is for your mission. And you need to, I need to, you need to agree with the mission. Know that we are sent forth with his glory to do his work and to honor him to glorify him. Nothing out of self. Zechariah 3, 1 through 7. Then he showed me Joshua, Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right side to accuse him. The Lord said to Satan, the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is not this man, put yourself in this scripture, put yourself here. Is not this man a burning stick snatched from the fire? Now Joshua was dressed in filthy clothes as he stood before the angel The angel said to those who were standing before him, take off his filthy clothes. Then he said to Joshua, see, I have taken away your sin, and I will put fine garments on you. Then I said, put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head and clothed him while the angel of the Lord stood by The angel of the Lord gave this charge to Joshua. This is what the Lord Almighty says. If you walk in obedience to me 
and keep my requirements, then you will govern my house and have charge of my courts, and I will give you a place among these standing here. I don't know if y'all remember, probably last fall, but the church is meant to be the governing body of the world. It was never designed to be the way it is now. The church acquiesced, and it's time for the church to stop it. So God has made us firebrand. Say, I am a firebrand. I am a burning stick. I am snatched from the fire for his glory. Hallelujah. That's who you are. Act like it. (laughs) So the angel of the Lord here is Jesus. Okay, this is prophetic of what Jesus has done. He has reclothed, reclothed us. He has removed our sin and given us rich garments in exchange for filthy clothes. So I want to say a word to every single one of you who constantly gets caught in past sin. Stop it, stop it, stop it. You have new garments. God doesn't see you in sin garments. So stop seeing yourself that way and get serious about it and do it quickly. Because if you see yourself in those old garments, he cannot use you the way that he wants to use you, wrapped in royal robes, doing his kingly, priestly commission on this earth. You owe it to him. Everything that he has done for you, he has removed those garments. So quit dressing yourself back in the shame and the guilt of sin. This is serious and it's important. Quit walking through that old door of shame and guilt. In the name of Jesus, I break that spirit of shame. I break that spirit of guilt. I break that spirit of self-condemnation. I rip off those clothes of sin off of every single one of you. And the Lord Jesus comes now with holy angels reclothing you so that you understand the love and the mercy and the grace and the identity that you really are. I heard a new definition of repentance this week. Let me see if I can say it right. This is what I heard. Repentance, repentance is me Repentance is me 
returning to how God sees me and turning away from what I am not. So if the devil wants to call you, I don't know, name some sin. Somebody name a sin. What? Okay, whatever it is. Repentance is turning away from what turning away from what you are not, that sin, and turning to what he says you are, which is what you really are. So it's turning to what I am. Do you get that? Turning to what I really am. That's repentance. I loved that definition when I heard it. I'm sure the person saying it did a better job, but I hope you get the idea. So we are now dressed in the garments of kings. He has given us his anointing. That's that clean turban on our heads that, you, that we read about in the scripture. He has given us a clean turban. We have access to the anointing, the very presence of God. He sups with us. He dines with us. He enwraps us in his presence. He enwrap, enwraps us in his essence. And we come together in him. He has given us his power. He has given us not yours, not mine. He has given us his power in that anointing, his authority in that anointing. You are the anointed of God. You have Christ, the anointed one, dwelling in you. He has given us all we need. You have all you need. You have everything you need. He is now moving you forward. He's moving me forward. He is a banner that goes before us. Jehovah Nisi. Look it up. Read about it. He's a banner that goes before you, proclaiming himself. Hallelujah. And so we must have the attitude of being advancing troops behind his banner. You know, he's broadcasting his banner in front of us, so to speak. So we move forth in his presence. We move forth with him as our banner. We must press and take all that we have been given. You have been given so much. You have been given the completeness of Christ. Read Colossians over and over and over. We must press on we must deploy the troops. You're, you are the troop. You are his troop. You have been deployed. So we are this advancing love army. Zechariah 3.10. In that day, each of you, he is so specific. He is so specific. In that day, each of you will invite your neighbor. Come on. 
In that day, each of you will invite your neighbor to sit under your vine and fig tree, declares the Lord Almighty. Beloved, we are to bring those around us within our influence into this house of peace and hope and healing without walls. It is your obligation. You are to evangelize the lost, you are to evangelize the hurting, and you are to bring them to the house of healing. There will be ministers here that go beyond even your particular needs. And and of course, God puts those people in your pathway for you to minister to them. But he also puts us together for us to minister to them. And when a new person comes in this church, y'all had better have a mind to minister. Whoa, I'm being a little, little rough, aren't I? But it's true. You aren't here just to talk about the weather. You are here to build relationship, and you are here to be ministers. It's important that you are here to minister to every person that comes through those doors. If you aren't here to minister, you have missed an opportunity. That's pretty tough. But that wasn't me talking. Zechariah 4.1 Then the angel who talked with me returned and wakened me as a man is wakened from his sleep. Wake up! He asked me, what do you see? Okay, that's our question. This is, our, this is a serious question. What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? Are you going to see what God sees? Are you going to see the vision? Are you going to embrace the vision? God can give us the vision. He can give us the orders. But we have to accept them. We have to agree with them. And then we have to take the steps that Holy Spirit tells us to take. And this isn't about social programs. But we have to take steps that he tells us, whatever those are. Yes, Lord, here am I. Yes, Lord, here am I. Zechariah 4, 1 and 2. Oh, I, I just read that. So God, Zechariah 4, 6 and 7. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord. To Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. What are you, mighty mountain, before Zerubbabel? You will become level ground. You will become level ground. Then he will bring out the capstone to shouts of God bless it, God bless it. Beloved, will you embrace God's mission. Will you embrace the capstone? Will you be the stick that has been snatched from the fire and be a firebrand in God's hand by his Holy Spirit? Will you do that? What does it mean? 
means are you going to commit? It means are you going to be passionate? Are you going to be passionate? It means are you going to be yielded? Are you going to be a good listener? A good listener. Do you know one of the most important things is that you be a good listener? A good listener? It's important to be a good listener. Are you going to be deliberate on his behalf? Are you going to hear from the Holy Spirit and be all in? You know, God will reward your risk. If you hear from the Holy Spirit and he says to do something, God will bless that. He will back you. When you step out in obedience, will you take that Holy Spirit fire that has been placed within you and be the church without walls? Yes. Embracing the lost. Embracing the hurting. Embracing the ones that are different than you. so that the love of God can be shed abroad in their hearts. And we can only do this, we can only do this as we draw nigh unto God in humbleness, in yieldedness, getting rid of self in every form walking in his purity and his holiness. Zechariah 4.10, who dares despise the day of small beginnings since the seven eyes of the Lord that range throughout the earth will rejoice when they see the chosen capstone in the hand of Zerubbabel. The day is coming. Do not despise the small beginnings. Rejoice in the strength that God has built. We cannot despise and we cannot be content with the day of small beginnings. We have got to see the grandeur of God's vision. We have got to see the glory. We have got to go into that secret place. We have got to say, your divine nature was intended for me, and I am going to see it. I will not be satisfied until you bless me. I will not be satisfied. I will not be satisfied until the divine nature of God is moving into me, in me, so much so that everything about myself has been burned out. I don't care if you see me. I don't care what you think about me. I only care if you are going to see Jesus. That's all I care about. It is. It is all I care about. We have to go after the completeness of Jesus in our journey. We have got to believe that the fullness of his glory 
is meant, is upon us, is in us, and is meant to move through us. This is not some ephemeral thing that we cannot get a hold of. It is intended to be you. You see that? We reach for the, vis- for the vision. We reach for the glory. We know that we are intended to walk in the divine nature of God. We believe that. And it comes to pass. He's prophesied it over you in his word before you ever existed on this earth. He doesn't see you failing. I don't see you failing. I don't see me failing. He sees you being his glory here. So we must see that, that capstone Jesus, the rock, the foundation, then moving through us to everything that we come in contact with. Jesus has built RCC for this reason. And now we are his branches. We are his tributaries. We are his river flowing forth. Zechariah 6, 12 and 15. Tell him, this is what the Lord Almighty says, here is the man whose name is the branch. That's Jesus, our capstone. And he will branch out from this place and build the temple of the Lord. Receive that, beloved, for your church, for your storehouse. Receive that. Those who are far away will come and help to build the temple of the Lord. That's every believing Gentile and others, of course. But that's what was intended here if you go back and read the rest of the scripture. And you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. This will happen This will happen. This will happen if you diligently obey the Lord your God. Beloved, we must be diligent with the blessing that he has given us. So we have directions. We have a responsibility. We have a mandate. And he lays it out so clearly here. Zechariah 7, 4 through 6. Then the Lord, the word of the Lord Almighty came to me. Ask all the people of the land and the priests, when you fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh months for the past 70 years, was it really for me that you fasted? Listen to that question. Was it really for me that you fasted or did whatever you did? Was it really for me? And when you were eating and drinking, were you not just feasting for yourselves? Whoa. I will accept this challenge. I will accept this question and answer. I will incorporate it into my life. 
everything that we do must be from a purity of motive. It must be from hearts after God. It must be from hearts desiring his will and his will alone. Not my will, but your will. Whatever it takes, whatever I might see as pain right now is really no pain. What am I going to have to lay down for my brother or sister? If you are in a strong spot, reach to the one who is not and quit making excuses about how you might be abused or you might not, you know, this is going to, or whatever. Everything we do must be out of a purity of motive. And I'm speaking to myself as much as I'm speaking to y'all. Did you hear me? Okay. I am not pointing fingers. Everything we do, it cannot be out of ritual. It cannot be out of that's the way it was always done. Tradition, it cannot be out of history. It cannot be out of human logistics or thinking. It cannot be out of opinions unless that opinion agrees with the word and only the word. That's the only place we should be getting our opinions is the word. And you got to read the word to know what God's opinion is. So read the word. We have to do everything to honor and glorify him. Everything as unto the Lord. I will do everything in that moment where I'm, I'm considering, where I'm betwixt the, the two, and I could either choose, I could either choose the dark, or I could either choose that little bit off response, or I could choose the light, I could choose the response of God, I could choose the heart of God, I could choose the love of God, I could choose the mercy of God, I could choose the patience of God. I'll step on this side. And I'm going to choose, I'm going to stop, I'm going to think, and I'm going to choose the Jesus way. So we must do everything out of a heart of worship. Out of a heart of worship. Worshiping our God and King. Worshiping the Lamb. Worshiping the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Worshiping the King in his majesty. Worshiping the Lord of Lords. Zechariah 7, 8. And the word of the Lord came again to Zechariah. This is what the Lord Almighty said. Listen, these are our directions. These, this, is, this is a mandate unto all of us. Administer true justice. Show mercy and compassion to one another. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the foreigner, or the poor. 
do not plot evil against each other. Real straightforward. Real straightforward. These are our guideposts. Justice, mercy, compassion to one another. Be so compassionate that you think you can't even be more compassionate. Be so compassionate that you feel like it's going to be painful to be one little iota more compassionate. Because it will not be painful. It will be glory. Did you get that? It will not be painful. It will be glory. So those are our guideposts. Do all is unto the Lord, not for self-benefit, not for self-gain, not for self-aggrandizement, not from, I need to stay in my comfort zone. This is what I know. This is, this is where I'm comfortable. Don't make me move. Don't move me, God. I like it right here. Without walls. Without walls. Without walls. A purity of heart is going to be required for every outreach in this church. The well-being of our fellow man is our goal. The well-being of our fellow man or woman is our goal. Their healing is our mission in the Lord. Zechariah 8, 9. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Now hear these words. Let your hands be strong so that the temple may be built. This is in your personal life, but this is here. This is this church. This requires an inner strength that comes only from God. This requires a strength of mind, a strength of heart, a strength of hands, a strength of commitment. A strength of character that says God Go ahead and do the shaking. God, go ahead and bring the fire. I am willing. I will allow you to burn out of me every bit of dross. I will allow you because when I allow you to do that, what remains cannot be shaken. God has come for a church that cannot be shaken. And he is intending to burn everything out that is shakable, everything out that is not of him. And you will stand strong. And you will stand unshakable. And you will not be moved. And you will move only for him. Zechariah 8.16. These are the things you are to do. Speak the truth to each other. Render true and sound judgment in the courts. That's scripture. Live by it. Do not plot evil against each other. Do not love to swear falsely. I hate all this, declares the Lord. Zechariah 8.19, Therefore, 
love truth and peace. Psalm 34, 14 says, seek peace and pursue it. Peace through the word of God. Peace by administering the word of God. Peace by living by the word of God. Speak the truth in love. And then we get this promise, as if all this isn't enough. (laughs) This beautiful mission that he has for us. This beautiful vision that he has for us. He gives us a promise, Zechariah 8.3. This is what the Lord says. I will return to Zion and dwell in Jerusalem. That's you individually. That's us corporately. Look at what he's saying to you, beloved. Look at what he's saying. For anyone who accepts the mission, look at what he's saying. I will return to Zion. I will dwell in Jerusalem. Then Jerusalem will be called the faithful city. We will be called a faithful, the faithful city. This church will be called the faithful city. You will be called the faithful city. And the mountain and the mountain of the Lord Almighty will be called the holy mountain. When you walk in these doors, you are walking on holy ground. I mean that literally. The things we do, the things we speak need to be in coordination with that. Need to represent that. You are walking on holy ground. So yes, this is a picture of the literal Jerusalem, the intentions of the Lord, but God has given this to us for our church to fulfill his call. This is holy ground. This is a holy church. And Jerusalem is here. It's just a type and shadow of what he's speaking to us. Zechariah 8.12. Listen, this is more of the promise. The seed will grow well. Beloved, do you want his seed to grow well in your life? The seed will grow well. The vine will yield its fruit. And ground will produce its crops. And heavens will drop their dew. This is for you. This is for you in your personal life. And this is for us as a corporate body. I will give all these things as an inheritance to the remnant of this people. You are the remnant. This is you. And he goes on to say in verse 13, And you will be a blessing Do not be afraid, but let your hands be strong. Do not be afraid, but let your hands be strong. God has made you strong to be a blessing. God has made you the backbone here to support what he needs you to do. See that? We must continue strong, not by might nor by power, but by his spirit, says the Lord. Strong in the spirit. We must renew. Remember a couple weeks ago we spoke about renewing your right spirit in me, O God. I see now why he told me to speak that word then as a foundation for today. I didn't know that then. 
Zechariah 8.20. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Many peoples and the inhabitants of many cities will yet come. And the inhabitants of one city will go to another and say, let us go at once to entreat the Lord and seek the Lord Almighty. Isn't that what you want people to do as a result of your influence on them? Isn't that what you want them to do? Well, he's saying, you get to do this. You get to do this. I myself am going. And many peoples and powerful nations will come to Jerusalem to seek the Lord Almighty and to entreat him. They are coming to seek the Lord Almighty and to entreat him. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In those days, ten people from all languages and nations will take firm hold of one Jew by the hem of his robe and say, let us go with you because we have heard that God is with you. That is the picture of who you are to be. That is the picture of who you are. You need to stand in that. You need to believe that. You need to walk in that. People are going to come to you and say, I'm going to go with you because I have heard that the Lord is with you. I see it all over your life. I hear it in your words. I see it in how you act. I see it in the way that your life is demonstrated. God has taken us as his remnant. You are his remnant. He has refined you. He has refined me. He is continuing to, thank you, Lord. He is continuing to refine us. He is continuing, and we must remain yielded to him. Zechariah 9, 16. Just listen, listen to what you are. The Lord, this is 9, 16. The Lord their God will save his people on that day as a shepherd saves his flock. Listen, they will sparkle in his land, like jewels in a crown. That's you. That's me. Zechariah 10.10. There will not be room enough for them. They will pass through the sea of trouble. The surging sea will be subdued, and all the depths of the Nile will draw up because of you allowing the Lord and the mission of the Lord to work through you. I will strengthen them in the Lord and in his name. That's you. And they will live securely, declares the Lord. How many of you want to live securely? Zechariah 13, 9. The third I will put into the fire. Don't be afraid. I will refine them like silver and test them like gold. They will call on my name, and I will answer them. I will say, they are my people. You are his people. They are my people, and they will say, the Lord is my God. The Lord is our God. Zechariah 12, 5 and 6. Then the clans of Judah will say in their hearts, 
The people of Jerusalem are strong. That's you. That's me. The people of Jerusalem are strong because the Lord Almighty is their God. On that day, I will make the clans of Judah like a fire pot in a wood pile, like a flaming torch among the sheaves. Hallelujah. Beloved, the fire within us is a flaming torch, and it's going to do several things. It is going to reach to the heart of sin in the love of Jesus. It is going to reach to the heart of sin in the love of Jesus. It will burn it out and it will snatch people from the fire. Because of the love of God, you moving in the love of God, you will snatch people from the fire. And it will be a torch of fire. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, torch of fire, drawing men and women into the light, drawing others, lighting their spirits of fire. See that? Zechariah 14, 8. On that day, living water will flow out from Jerusalem. That's you, that's RCC. The Lord will be king over the whole earth. On that day, there will be one Lord and his name, the only name. Now, of course, we know that this is talking about eternity, right? We know that. But we reach for the glory and we bring it. You reach for the glory and you bring it. You get the counsel of God and you bring it. This is what you're a part of. This is what you have been called to assist the Lord in. You are his representative. And he is pleased with you. He has great confidence in you. He has given us everything we need. And he will continue to provide and protect. So will we... As a body, first you individually, and then as a body, will we accept this challenge? Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus is coming to rule and reign. And right now you are ruling and reigning with him in what he needs to do in this earth. You are his priests and kings. You are his priests and kings. And in the meantime, until that day comes, we are here to rule and reign with him, to see his heart accomplished here. I want to be in the middle of his heart. That's where I want to be. That's where I know you're going to be. You are going to be in the middle of his heart. We are not going to sit idly by. We are not going to take this lightly. We are not going to let this go in one ear and out the other. We are going to take this as the counsel, the vision, the blessing of God for this church, for River City Church. 
We will decree and declare. We will proclaim his name. We will proclaim him as the Lord of victory over all the earth. We will be his glory bearers. Say, I am his glory bearer. So I want you to repeat this after me if you're all in. Lord, today I accept and I agree with your vision and your mission for River City Church and for me individually. I trust you, Holy Spirit, to be the fire in my bones and to show me and guide us into your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, hallelujah. That's the extension of the vision that that God gave me. And I am using this as the foundation for everything that we will continue to do here at RCC. Every decision, every activity. So thank you, Lord. We receive the vision. We receive your mission. We thank you that you count us worthy, Lord God. And it is our heart to display your heart. Help us do that, Lord. In truth, in purity. In Jesus' name, you are holy, and we love you.